0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The Drive at 5. The story is driving today's headlines. Brought to you by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. KDKA. temperature up to a high of 49 degrees right now hopefully the temperature on your dash of your car is right where it's supposed to be because this is the tuesday drive at five Fox and Dominion voting systems reaching a settlement on the voting machine company's defamation lawsuit. It averted a trial in a case that exposed how the top-rated network chased viewers by promoting lies about the 2020 presidential election in terms of the settlement. Not immediately clear. However, several different resources saying it's $787.5 million that Fox will pay to Dominion. Dominion had asked for $1.6 billion. In arguing that Fox had damaged its reputation by helping to peddle conspiracy theories regarding its equipment, Fox said that the amount greatly overstated the value of the Colorado-based company. The settlement was announced by the judge in the case, who allowed the case to go to trial, while emphasizing that it was, quote, crystal clear, end quote, that none of the allegations about Dominion aired on Fox by allies of former President Donald Trump, were true. Records released as part of the lawsuit showed how Fox hosts and executives did not believe the claims by Mr. Trump's allies, but aired them nonetheless, in part to win back viewers who were fleeing the network after it correctly called the hotly contested Arizona for Democrat Joe Biden on election night. Now, if all these terms are accepted by the judge, the settlement will end a case that has proved a major embarrassment for Fox News. Had it gone to trial, it would have presented one of the sternest tests of a libel standard and protected media organizations for over a half a century. A resident of Butler County admitted to embezzling more than $1.67 million from her employer to fund her gambling habit and for personal expenses. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Pittsburgh made the announcement today that Constance Stobert, 57 of Renfrew, pleaded guilty to 11 counts before the U.S. District Attorney uh, Judge Arthur Schwab. Counts included wire fraud and making false statements on her tax returns. Prosecutors said Stobert worked as a controller for Mechanical Operations Company from 1994 until July 2021. They said that between January 2014 and July 2018 she embezzled at least $1.678 million in MOC assets to fund her gambling habit and pay for her personal expenses, among other things. She wrote checks from MOC business banking accounts to make personal credit card payments and used MOC credit cards to withdraw cash at ATMs in casinos located in Pittsburgh and in Las Vegas. 84-year-old Kansas City man accused of shooting a black teenager who mistakenly rang the wrong doorbell at the wrong, uh, rang the doorbell, excuse me, at the wrong home has surrendered to police. Andrew Lester is charged in the shooting of Ralph Yarrell. He surrendered at the detention center in his custody, said the Clay County Sheriff's Office in a statement. He was in the booking process earlier today. Lester of Kansas City was charged Monday with assault in the first degree and armed criminal action, both of which are felonies, in the Thursday night shooting of Ralph Yarrell. According to the prosecuting attorney in Clay County, Yarl had gone to the wrong address to pick up his siblings around 10 o'clock and was shot through a glass door after ringing the doorbell, according to a probable cause statement filed by police. Lester told investigators he'd gone to bed. He heard the doorbell ring when he went to the door, armed with a 32 caliber Smith & Wesson revolver. Lester said he saw a black man he didn't know pulling on the storm door handle. He thought his home was being broken into, and that's when he fired the shots. Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin, gets great news today. The Bills safety has been cleared to resume his playing career. And the word came down from Brandon Bean today, the general manager. Remember the cardiac arrest that happened during a game in Cincinnati on January 2nd? To the young man from McKee's Rocks who graduated from Pitt, he's fully cleared to resume activity, said the general manager, with a clearance coming from a team of doctors. The player met with a third and final specialist on Friday. Bean said all three specialists were in agreement that Hamlin can play Without any fear of setbacks or complications, while well, the Bills had their own doctors sit in on Hamlin's meetings with specialists, Beans said the team is following the lead of those physicians. The Steelers in the final stages, according to Ray Fittipaldo of the Post-Gazette, of completing a trade for veteran receiver Allen Robinson, a deal that could be done upon Robinson passing a physical Details of the trade are not yet known, but Robinson, who's 29, would give the Steelers a little more of a veteran presence on the outside, selected in the second round by the Jags, he played four seasons in Jacksonville, signed a free agent deal in Chicago, played four years there, and last season was with the Rams, who signed him to a three-year, $46.5 million free agency deal. Allegheny County Police today releasing news that they have located Abdullah Fahim and he is in custody he was located in the Lorraine Correctional Institution in Ohio he was there for parole violation and had been housed under an alias County Police are still looking for 33 year old Bradley Smith described as a black male approximately six feet one inch tall and weighing 175 pounds with ties to Arnold in Westmoreland County and Carnegie. Fahim and Smith were wanted for abuse of a corpse and criminal conspiracy charges stemming from the discovery of a deceased man that was found in Scott Township in May 2022. That particular man is 43-year-old LeVar Carroll, who was found dead with no obvious signs of trauma. However, when they did an exam on the body, the medical examiner said that the cause of death had to do with alcohol and drug intoxication. Chatham University is honored... A lady by the name of Rhonda Phillips, by naming her their brand new president. She had been the dean of the honors college at Purdue University. Now she's the tenth woman to lead Chatham in its 154-year history. Phillips introduced the university as introduced as a university president during an event at the Campbell Memorial Chapel in Shady Side today. Ms. Phillips will serve as the 20th president in the history of the school and will start this summer taking over for David Feingold, who announced his resignation last year. He'd spent six years on the job. Phillips says she has several goals as she heads into this new position. She'll start July 1st, by the way. She wants to create sustainable financial models. She wants enrollment numbers and programs to be sustainable, too. Also plans to refresh some programs while building on strong course offerings like health sciences and the liberal arts as well. And finally today, House Republicans say they hope they can pass a debt limit bill Next week, that word coming down from D.C. today where House Republicans crafting a bill, a debt ceiling bill, with the ambitious goal of passing it next week, seeing it as a mechanism to force President Joe Biden to the negotiating table. The legislation is not yet ready, said GOP lawmakers, and it has not yet been released. Far from clear exactly what Speaker Kevin McCarthy can find the votes to pass a bill with narrow majority that allows no more than four Republican defections. Democrats, as you would imagine, are all expected to vote no as a block. Now, Don Bacon, a Republican from Nebraska, praised McCarthy's emerging plan and said the goal is to get this on the floor next week. He's providing a simple plan, said Bacon. I think it's good policy. I think the American people are going to like it. One of 18 House Republicans whose district voted for Biden in 2020. And that is today's drive at five. Those are the stories making headlines on this, the 18th day of April. And oh, by the way, it's tax day. If you're not done. Better hustle 49 degrees as we keep things rolling on this Tuesday afternoon. The Drive at Five, the stories driving today's headlines. Brought to you by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes, demand the yellow van on 100.1 FM and AM 1020, KDKA.